back to another episode of Ordinal Revolution. My name is Shizzy, and on this channel, we cover BRC20s, ordinals, and bitmaps. We got a really special uh, founder founder discussion today. We, we, we've, been, we've been knocking those out. We got a re- um, I'm really excited about JPEG Wars. That's who we have on the show today. They are a Web3 game, gaming type of company. We're going to dig deep into them. Um, yeah, so let's get right into it. Let's bring in my partner, as always, Mr. Yago B. What's up, bud? What's up, man? Good morning. What's going on? Good morning. So we got JPEG Wars. We found them in a spaces. We were in a spaces that we were hosting a few weeks back, and he was one of the speakers brought to us by Kimmy, I believe. Um, so uh, what, what, what do you think? Yeah. So uh, just kind of right off the bat, uh, what I remember from that spaces, that, that was like two weeks ago, I believe. Yep. And it was like that one that we were having trouble getting started. Right. Yep. <laughs> so he stayed like, with us though. He kept yeah, coming yeah, back yeah. in. Exactly. Like, yeah. Uh-huh. So he stuck with us. Um, really positive type of energy, uh, vibe yeah. I got, um, really community type of vibe, right? Like likes to build community. Um, and then, you know, talked about his project. And, you know, right now, one thing I'm noticing is they have some of these game builders are coming in a little bit more and more, right? Like we yeah. um, interviewed uh, Ninja Cats a couple of weeks ago and then now JPEG Wars. And um, I've always thought like having like simplicity along with like fun, that's the most important yeah. thing, right? Um, and sure. that's what JPEG Wars seems to have brought to the table, right? Yeah. Um, so I'm excited um, to, to meet Joe from JPEG Wars and, and really get to know him and um, allow our audience in the ordinal space to get to know him and JPEG Wars a little bit more. Exactly. Because like, there's not information out there that brings if people who are doing the research in, into things and want to get into games. There's not much out there. So that's what we try to do here. We try to bring you guys information to help you guys do research. And that, and that's I think we got a really good one today. So without further sure. ado, let's bring in let's bring in Joe from JPEG Wars. What's up, Joe? How's it going, guys? Thanks for having me on here. Yeah. Uh, Thanks thank for joining you. us. You got it. Yeah. Joe is my real name. Um <laughs> I go by Anakin on Discord, or nice. uh, if you ever talk to me in, on on our DMs or anything like that. But uh, yeah, one of the one of the team members from from JPEG Wars, um, and yeah, ex- excited to to tell you guys kind of our story. Awesome. So um, on the show, we like to dig into the people. Like to us, um, it's not really always about the project. It's about the pe- people behind the project. The people are, to me anyway, are the most important part of this thing. So let's dig into your background. Take us back as far as you want to, and. Bring us all all the way up to when you before you heard that magical word Bitcoin. So my my story is going to be pretty closely tied together with uh, with one of my co-founders whose name is Dan. Um, I won't dox the rest of him, but basically him and I met playing baseball in the minor leagues for the Chicago White Sox uh, in like wow. the early twenty teens. So I think like two thousand eleven to two thousand fourteen is when I played. Met Dan in two thousand thirteen, and then we played together in two thousand fourteen. Uh, we ended up being roommates while we were on the road and both of us shared kind of a, a similar mentality to, you know, at some point there's going to be life after baseball. I don't really want to work for anyone else, um, <laughs> uh, you know, entrepreneurial minded and just like a lot of creativity and a lot of ideas. So me and him would stay up, you know, in baseball, you'd finish your game 10, 11 o'clock at night, you get your food and, you know, it's midnight and you're finally starting to like unwind. But then me and him would stay up for three more hours talking about like crazy ideas, things we could build and all that. Uh, obviously neither of us programmed. Um, but both of our careers ended that same year, 2014. Uh, and one of the ideas that we had kept coming back to was this concept of being able to order and pay for food and drinks at like a bar or a restaurant. 
And we got that idea just because like in the minor leagues, you spend a lot of time at these bars, you know, after the games trying to get food really quick then get back to your hotel, you forget your credit card. All of a sudden, like the next day you're on the bus and like, you don't have access to money. So it's just like, damn, there's gotta be a better way to do this. And this was the time when like, you know, people were building apps for everything. There was an app for this after that. Yeah. Well, we were crazy enough. We, we were able to raise uh, some money from friends and family. We contracted a company, Dan's from Charlotte. I'm from Los Angeles. Um, but we contracted a company out in Charlotte to actually build this first version of the app for us. And we, we were able to launch it in 2016 at uh, a bar. I went to USC out in Los Angeles and there's really only one bar there. I got to know the owner really well when I, when I went to school there. And he let us test it there. They opened another one. Uh, you know, across the city at UCLA. It did really well at both of those places. So we thought we had something. Um, we started kind of like going on this college tour where we would go to every little college town and on the, you know, the California coastline and had decent success. We were able to get it in there. But, you know, for the most part, it was really hard to scale once we would leave just because we didn't have any money for like a sales team or marketing or anything like that. So it was really just us, you know, on the grind every single day. And through those experiences and through like building that company and learning about like credit card processing rates, uh, that was the first time I had heard about Bitcoin. And Dan had heard about it back in 2011 when, when he was playing baseball. I guess his little brother originally like had called him and said like, hey, my friends, <laughs> this thing called Bitcoin, like he thinks it's pretty interesting. And Dan, Dan has a funny like reaction. He'll say he's like, my response is like, why do I care about nerds trading pennies on the Internet? Like, I'm yeah. Like, <laughs> So, you know, hindsight's 2020 or whatever. Um, but fast forward to 2015 when, you know, me and him are really concepting out bar pay and, you know, looking for other things to do in the meantime to make a little bit of money. And he had a position in gold um, that he he had made some money on. So he sold that. And he was looking for something to put his, his earnings into. And he came back across Bitcoin in 2015 or 2014 now. And he's like, holy shit, this is that thing that my brother was telling me about back in London. <laughs> and that was it. That was the rabbit hole moment. Um, he told me about it. We, we were like trading on Robinhood. Robinhood had just come out. So you could do like free trades for stocks. You know, so we were trading, yeah. trying to make like 10 cents a day or some stupid shit like that. Mm -hmm. um, but then we find Bitcoin and it's like this, you know, circus that never closes. It's like, oh my God, yeah. let's go. <laughs> so, we learned more about it, though, aside from just the trading. You know, at that point, there was no Ethereum yet. And Bitcoin was still, you know, really cheap um, to, to send and transact with. So we're like, this could be really cool for, for this bar pay company because credit card rates are way more expensive than what I'm paying to, to move Bitcoin around. Plus, it takes, you know, 24 to 48 hours for a credit card payment to show up, whereas Bitcoin at the time was, was instant. So um, we didn't actually end up putting it into to bar pay at all, but it, it got us paying attention. So... Um, got some Ethereum when that came out. I remember, I think like Litecoin was the next one. And then we got involved in BitConnect, got rugged there. That was, oh. that was good. Were you guys part of that? Were you guys on the I, I, I was able to avoid it. Mm, At that man. time, I was like in and out. Like, you know, whenever the craze would come, I'd get in and then back out. So I was able to avoid that. Yeah, I, I, I watched Trevon every now and then. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and he lose your money. Yeah. Well, technically, you kind of lost, lost your money. Your money. <laughs> yeah, that was that was my favorite, probably Bitcoin moment. But, you know, had hundreds of shit coins on an Ethereum wallet or something like that on MetaMask back in the day. And after getting burned in, in 2017 on all that stuff, um, we, we kind of like took a step back and we're still running the bar pay company at this time. It's, it's growing and we're, you know, hustling and all that. But it was like, man, 
what is up with this crypto stuff? Why, why is like everything seem to be like a scam? Where's, where's the utility for this? Or, or where's like, what are people actually going to do with this? Cause like we saw the potential for Bitcoin to replace like credit cards on the, the fees and the, the speeds at the time. Um, but then obviously like you had the, the Bitcoin fork BTC and, and Bitcoin cash. And, you know, you guys might, might hate me. You might not want to talk to me after this, but um, I ended up siding, not siding, but thinking like, you know what, Bitcoin cash is something that I can use on a daily basis. Like I, I, I sold all my BTC in the BCH and thought that was just going to be like an obvious decision for people and obviously lost big on that one. Um, but then I doubled down and lost again when I went from BCH into BSV, which you guys probably could have seen. <laughs> and again, it was, it was just because of the utility. Like I, yeah. you know, obviously I'm aware of who Craig Wright is and I'm not, you know, a Craig fanboy by any means. Um, but when I looked at, you know, the technical stuff that, that BSV was doing, like, I just thought at the time, this is something I can use, you know, I can at least like, if I go to a bar, I can send Dan 10 bucks in BSV instead of BTC, because at that point, the fees had gotten too high to use as like a, a, a casual, you know, peer to peer cash. So we hadn't done anything in Bitcoin, you know, we kept this bar pay thing running. And then in 2021, um, one of the developers that we were following in the BSV world put out an API that made it really easy to connect like a, an app hosted wallet. So on your phone to other apps. And we were just thinking like, what's something cool we could do with this, this BSV technology and actually like try and build something. Cause at this point, Dan had actually learned how to program. He had always been on like the product side uh, of bar pay. I'd always been more on like the sales marketing biz development type shit. So anyways, um, we came up with this like little game concept where you can take, you know, 10 cents or a quarter or whatever and split it a hundred ways and disperse that to a hundred different people instantly on, uh, on BSV. And the trigger that we did, it was the stupidest slash, like maybe most brilliant game idea ever was just like, you hit play game on your phone, the whole screen goes blank. And then within two to three seconds, like a little yellow dot would show up. And the only point of the game was to just tap the dot as fast as you can. And so your score is how many milliseconds, you know, it takes you to tap that dot. And every time you're, you know, playing, you're spending a penny or 10 cents or, or a dollar or whatever. So let's say you get on the leaderboard with a score of like 300 milliseconds. Anytime someone plays after you, you're going to get a percentage of what they just spent to play because you could split that, you know, 10 cents, a hundred different ways. So mm -hmm. this concept went like viral within the, the small BSV community um, and people really liked it. Like it was cool just with how stupid the game was seeing, you know, several thousand people playing on a daily basis and like micropayments just freaking flying all over the place. Um, and at that point, you know, some people reached out to us and said, do you guys want to build more games? Like, this is a really interesting concept. We haven't seen too many crypto projects yet that have like this type of utility. It was more at the time still trading and exchanges and, and art. Um, so we took on a little bit of capital and we ended up building what's called the, the Haste Arcade, which is um, an online arcade. It's not just a BSV arcade at this point. It does BTC, Ethereum, uh, USDC, Dogecoin, like basically all those through... Uh, the Coinbase Connect app or API. But in essence, like we, we, we weren't able to get out of the BSV ecosystem with that project. And, you know, to be honest, like I, I really am a, a fan of BSV. I think there's a lot of utility there, but the community is not the same. And it, it you know, when BTC came out with ordinals, when, when Casey, you know, made ordinals a thing, 
um, we basically saw it immediately like, okay, now BTC has like something that we can actually build with. Because at the time we were thinking like, we're not going to be trading. Like we're not going to, you know, try and make our bag off of trading it at 20,000 bucks. Now, like we missed that boat. We, mm-hmm. we made our stupid decision back in 2015, but now that you can actually build on this and there's ordinals, like let's go look at it again. And so we, we, I want to say we're a little bit late to the ordinal boat. You know, if we first heard about it in early February, we didn't actually start developing anything until like the end of March. So, you know, there were definitely a lot of other projects that had already started to happen. And we saw people, you know, who are builders in BSV go over to BTC and start dominating over there with like wallets and whatnot. And we were just like, man, like, this is awesome. Like people have a very open mind all of a sudden, whereas, you know, it used to be people in BSV hate BTC or Mm -hmm. BTC people hate BSV people. And there is still some of that, but, um, you know, you guys haven't kicked me off yet, so I appreciate it. (laughs) Uh, But no, but, but we were just like, okay, like BTC has, you know, a really sick utility all of a sudden, like let's build something on this. So when we got in there, you know, we started paying attention to the discords and we just felt like, you know, the community was, was much broader all of a sudden. It wasn't just the laser eye maxis. You had people from Solana, people from Ethereum, people who were just interested in doing something on, on Bitcoin. And that's us was like, okay, this is definitely worth uh, building something on our own. So what can we come up with? Well, we built a handful of games. We really, you know, don't care for the animosity between chains towards each other. Like, is there something we could do that instead of like, you know, fighting each other, we're like, having fun fighting each other. And it's like a game <laughs> we can build around that. So that kind of led us to the idea of maybe we could do a BTC ordinal and place it into one of our games. But we we evolved that idea to, you know, why not include Ethereum NFTs also, Solana NFTs also, BSV. Like what if we had all these different communities actually, you know, coming and engaging in the same place uh, through something where they can still say like, you know, you suck, I hate you. I'm going to go kill you on a battlefield. <laughs> And that was, in essence, um, the the start of JPEG War. So we started building that uh, in the very end of May. We thought it was going to be done in June. And as development usually goes, you know, it's it's usually two or three times longer than what you estimate <laughs> to actually get it out there. But, um, yeah, I think we're in the final stages. And uh, there's just a couple little minor things we're cleaning up. But uh, I hope we can launch it within this next week. Yeah. Well, your story is, is very common, the BSV thing. We've heard that from so many people who've entered Ordinal Space. Um, we just got off a, a thing with Sonic from uh, – he yep. he's, he's a whale over there, yep. apparently. And uh, so we just got off a call with him um, yesterday, and uh, he basically had the same type of thing. He was on BSV first. So BSV seems to be like the test ground for what we're doing over here with Ordinals Revolution. So that's that's definitely a common thing. Yeah. Yeah, and also um, I think it makes sense to have BSV developers, you know, come over because it's UTXO based, right? And it exactly. so it has that similar uh, proof of work concept and and all that. But um, you know, I I think it's interesting your journey, right? Because you've experienced Bitcoin Cash, BSV, and one thing from someone that didn't go down that route because I I went more of the EVM and stayed over there, right? Um, I was introduced to crypto through Bitcoin, but I felt like the opportunity, more opportunity over there, less politics, right? With the core. Um, But then, so one thing that worried me initially was like, okay, is this another, is this going to be like political to where ordinals start? And then the people behind ordinals gets pushed out, like the people that started BSV and stuff, because they wanted to build on Bitcoin. They just couldn't get past the politics, right? And so they were like, fuck it. If we can't, they won't let us do it. We'll try to beat them. Um, So do you 
notice like a, a, a pretty big difference in term, terms of the ordinal movement versus Bitcoin Cash B- BSV? Is there is there a difference? Is there something that gives you like an instinctual feeling of, okay, this this will probably stay here on Bitcoin? There is. I think it's the miners. I think that it's the fees that the miners, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, ha- have at least had a taste of. You know, there was like that week in May or whatever where the fees actually uh, were more than the subsidy for the first time since like 2017 or whatever. And I, I, to me, that was a huge deal. To me, that made it where, okay, if you have, you know, the core devs who don't want ordinals and they don't want data on chain, you know, when the BCH fork happened, there weren't a lot of transactions. There weren't a lot of fees that these miners were racking up. So it was like, okay, whatever, like the subsidy is where it's at. But now that they've had a taste of those fees, it's going to be a much harder time convincing miners to, to continue to mine a chain where like there is no possibility for them to make fees. Cause you have these halvings coming up more and more like, where's the money going to come from if you're a miner, yeah. right? If it's 6.25 getting cut in half and there's no fees to make up for any of that, like how are you going to stay profitable? So I think that now that the miners have had a taste of, of what, you know, that's supposed to be like, um, it's going to be a much harder time convincing them to, to mine a chain where, you know, you don't have these fees. And like I said, I think in May when, when they saw that, like that was a huge turning point, at least in my mind for, for the longevity of this and the possibilities. Yeah, I agree. It's kind of like, like you get a raise from your job and then, and then all of a sudden like, yeah, you know what? No, we're not going to, we're, we're not going to go down that rail. It's like, no, we're, right. we're going to continue this. So I agree. Yeah. Well, I think it's more than that, actually, because uh, the raise and then also now their imagination can take off a bit because now they have the rare sat industry that they can benefit off of because yeah. they have first access to that. Right. Sure. Yeah. And so it's like that could the rare sat industry could be a, a multi-billion dollar in- industry and miners can directly benefit. So really cool. Really cool. Um, yeah. So, you know, at the end of the day, you guys are, you know, having this concept of almost kind of like unifying like all these other chains by integrating the pfps i think that's a great idea um so far like what's the biggest hurdles that you guys have ran into kind of working on bitcoin for the first time i guess so working on the chain hasn't really been an issue i mean the the game itself like what what we're doing with bitcoin is really just connecting wallets so that's not that complicated i think you know, in the future, if the game's going well, ideally, we'd probably want to figure out a way to get everything on chain. Um, because right now, you know, the scoreboard and all that stuff, like we're not creating inscri- inscriptions every time there's a kill or anything like that. Like, I think that would be really cool in the future. And that's something where, you know, on BTC, it would be it would be difficult to do that, you know, even with fees of the dollar. Right. But if there's thousands of transactions a day, if we're the ones who are like my my goal would be can we inscribe every single kill as, you know, an ordinal? And then basically whoever got that kill, you can like, you know, be running on the map and pick up a little token or whatever, or maybe it's just sent right to you. And it's like kind of like big game hunting. You know, if you kill one of the best players, you now have an ordinal that signifies that, you know, that moment as a transaction. I think that would be really cool. Um, but for the time being, you know, all that stuff is is being kept on on databases that we have to control, which, you know, we don't like. We're, we don't want to be centralized either. Um, it's just this game was supposed to be something quick where, you know, you're just playing with your JPEG. So the the difficulties have not come from the, the crypto aspects or the Bitcoin aspects. It's been more about latency issues when building, you know, an online multiplayer game. And 
that's really what we've been working on for the last like month and a half. The game itself, like the design stuff, if you saw the video, the the map's pretty simple right now. Like we'll have other maps in the future, I'm sure. Um, but there's not anything crazy going on, you know, in terms of that stuff. It's it's more about if there's people playing in Europe versus people playing in the US, like do we have servers in all in those different continents? Like, is there, you know, any lag time whatsoever? Because when we start thinking about if this becomes a play and earn game, you know, and you're losing money because there's lag, like that's a horrible experience. That's something that, yeah. you know, no one's really, I don't think, tried yet in, in the crypto world. So we haven't really come across that issue yet. But that's really been the, the most difficult part was how do we make sure that, you know, if anyone around the world, because Bitcoin's global, right? If anyone's playing, they're having a good experience. They're not facing any lag. So that's really been it. You know, the, the Bitcoin part, we have a bunch of different wallets. You can play with the Unisat wallet, Ordinal's wallet, uh, Hero, Xverse, like basically you name it. If you've got a, an Ordinal wallet, you can connect that really seamlessly. And then any of the, uh, the Ordinal's that you have in that wallet, if they're from a, a quote unquote supported collection, and all that means is a collection that we have all the inscription IDs loaded in our database, if you have one of those ordinals, um, you'll see that, you know, that ordinal pop up as someone you can play with. So you might have a Pixel Pepe and a Bitcoin Frog and a Pixel Mummus uh, and an OMB all in the same wallet. You'd be able to choose any one of those and play with it. And then that would end up being the team that you're on. So, you know, you might see the Pixel Pepe team with seven people one day playing against the Bitcoin Frog team with 20 people playing against, you know, an Ethereum collection with five people, whatever. Um, but that's, you know, to us, that was what the cool part was. It was that, you know, you can now all of a sudden take these ordinals that people love and these JPEGs. And that's, you know, that's kind of been the one thing across all the chains that people agree on is like JPEGs are fun. Like, <laughs> people are really enjoying it. Yeah. And, you know, you can now play with them. You can go have fun with them against other people who are, you know, fairly like-minded. Yeah, that's awesome. That's like guys community have- to another level, like gaming clans. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. That, that could be interesting in the future, man. Yeah. Like sponsorships, gaming clans. Yeah. Hey, see. if you know any, <laughs> you want to hit us up, all right? <laughs> We're ready. So you guys had a really big week this week. Um, you guys had, had a big testing, I want to say Thursday or Friday. Um, could, could you um, could, could you go into what that was and and how, how that how that was and what, what do you see in the future? Yeah, we did a we did a beta test on Thursday. Um, we've got obviously uh, our Discord. You can you can we call it like quote unquote enlisting before the actual game uh, releases and all that is you're just connecting your wallet to a platform. Um, but basically, anyone that had a uh, an ordinal or an NFT from one of the collections we support. And there's like 40 or 50 at this point, most of the major ones, you know, if you named them, they're, they're on there. Um, but if you had one of those or you had signed up on our discord for a whitelist and didn't happen to have one of those supported collections, uh, you can still play, you, you still connect a wallet and you play on like the NPC team. So we basically open that up for, for those people. Um, and we just did about an hour long game testing for bugs, latency issues, uh, just getting people's feedback. And we didn't really have any hiccups. It was it was cool to, to be able to do that and see, you know, people other than ourselves in there playing. And, you know, it's when it gets going, like it's fun. It's it's pretty chaotic um, just because the game is so simple. You're basically just your, you know, ordinal, your PFP running around this map, shooting people um and there's nothing else to do like so you'll come across you know people from different collections different ordinals basically at any point 
you probably die once every 15, 20 seconds. You probably, you know, kill someone once every 10, 15 seconds. So it's very high paced, very fast paced, um, a lot of action going on. And when you have a lot of people in there, like we had, you know, the discord, uh, you can, you can set up like being able to talk. So everyone was on discord, like yelling at each other and, and doing fun shit like that. So it was cool. Um, we didn't see any major issues. I think the the thing that we're waiting on right now, there is one wallet that uh, we can't say who it is quite yet, but we're going to be working with them and basically launching. The game will be hosted on its own. It'll also be hosted within their uh, their site as well. So looking forward to it. Yeah, there you go. It's so funny just listening to the audio. They're like, so much battle. Wow, so much battle. It's like Doge talk in here. Yeah, that, that was that was me. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, that so was you? Battle. That was yeah. you. <laughs> that's honestly, that's... it looks so fun. And because when you're listening it to it too, it just sounds it's like one of those like interesting, like easy, uh, you know, or not easy, but like the graphics obviously aren't like super intense, but that's not the important part. It's like, is it fun? That's what gaming's yeah. about. Right. Exactly. And yeah, I mean, that that little clip, um, that was, I think me and one of the guys on my team had figured out uh, if we like stayed with each other, we just dominated people when we would split up like it was, you know, all bets are off. So we've been That's Call of Duty, like, right? That's what happened are, to Call of Duty. So Right. Yeah. People are going to figure out these strategies. Yeah. And, and Call of Duty, to be honest, like there's so many things that we want to do based on like their multiplayer games, like capture the flag type style. You know, I was talking about like the one-on-one type stuff where it's just you and one other person on that map going and and hunting each other down. Like the game itself can, can definitely get more complicated. Um, But just for the intro, for the opening, you know, act, I guess it's just straight up. Let's battle Royale. Yeah. How's aiming on there? So you aim with your mouse. Um, I'm not going to lie. I suck. I'm not very good, <laughs> uh, but I don't think anyone else has had issues. Like I'm yeah. just, I was never that good at games, um, but I, I guess you know, yeah, other people, people are, they'll much, perfect it. The like if there's it. a way oh, to yeah. gamify stuff, they'll they'll figure it out. So the mouse, uh, uh, something I learned yesterday, I was using like a little Apple mouse, and one of our devs has like some crazy gamer mouse and his mouse can click like three times faster than anyone else's. So he's like out there just like mowing people down. We're like, Dude, how are you doing this? He's like, oh, it's my mouse, bro. You got to get one of these razor mouses or whatever. So yeah, people figure that out too. That's crazy. The game seems seems perfect for um like like mobile or or an iPad or something. You guys have any plans for that down the line? Down the line, yeah. Um, it's just because of how the wallets are right now. You know, yeah. you got to have a desktop setup to be able to actually yeah. connect like Unisat or Ordinal's wallet or anything like that. So once I think the wallet support um, gets a little bit easier or better for mobile, uh, we'll, we'll definitely look at moving it over there. But for now, we're kind of stuck to the desktop. Sounds good. Yeah, I- I'm loving the concept, man, because um, just simple, fun, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, with with uh, game game five stuff, it's it's been like some people overthink it, right? Like they just trying to make it too flashy and all that, but people just want a simple, fun concept sometimes. And that's a good start. So exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, what we were talking about right before we got on, um, shout out Jack Lou and, and, uh, you know, what what he was basically saying the projects that he enjoys the most are typically simple, creative and liquid. And he actually is not 
a huge fan of JPEG wars because it's cross chain. He's like, why not just pick, you know, one chain and dominate that? Like, why does everyone need to do this cross chain stuff? Jack's like five years ahead of everyone else's thinking. So he's probably right about that. But for the time being, you know, it's about community. It's bringing these different chains together and we've already seen it, right? Like with ordinals, when you had people from ETH coming over and BSV, like they just exploded with creativity and we want to continue that. Like we want to see more of that because I think that's how, you know, me personally, I I would imagine you guys share, you know, similar feelings. We want to see Bitcoin adopted in the real world. Like I'm over the current like financial system that we live in. It's a joke. 100%. And until, you know, we've got all these people fighting against each other in in the crypto world. And it's like, guys, we're missing the whole point. Like we're supposed to be further along than this. Like we should be fighting the banks, not each other. Like what are we doing? Yeah. So, yeah. And I hope that's what, you know, ordinals seem to be that way in terms of like the culture here. Um, And I, but you know, sometimes what you'll see is, and it happens with every chain is pockets of groups. And, but, but I think like that, seems to get get broken up every time it tries to form here so that's what i'm hoping it continues and i have a question so like if i'm on ethereum connect my wallet and i'm in ordinals i connect my unisat wallet can i go against them yeah you so you can only connect one wallet at a time you can log out and then connect with like a metamask wallet after if you were signing with ordinals wallet but yeah you can play against you know if if, like if, if shizzy had uh metamask and i had unisat could we fight each other like yeah He's on his PC. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so yeah. So I get what Jack's trying to say, uh, but honestly, I think that he's not thinking about like this clan type mentality of the gaming, right? So like, if you have that, then it's gonna actually bring competition. But it starts a conversation with these yeah. different chains with each other in the same environment. Exactly. So I actually, honestly, I think this is great for the overall DeFi space. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm actually excited. I'm bullish on this idea. So, yeah, I mean, I like it. And Jack, yeah. I think Jack is like one of those acquired tastes, right? Like you said, he's he's usually uh, before everybody. When he came in with OrdSwap, like the bitmap thing, he jumped on that like quick. Yeah. And and now he's kind of like, what's next? So um, I respect yeah. that part of him. Jack's been, Jack's been schooling me since 2021, basically, when, when he first heard about that Haste game. He was the first one on that. And he like hit us up. He was like, yeah, you guys like, what else are you going to build? Like, I like this, this, this got my attention, That's but awesome. I think with, with the whole, you know, community thing, um, we have a lot of BTC collections listed. I think we have like three or four ETH ones. We haven't done a lot of ETH outreach yet. And that's definitely something that I've got to, you know, be more proactive on. I've, we've just been like the actions in ordinals right now in BTC, right? Like that's where yeah. a lot of the ETH communities are migrating to right now. Also, they're looking around, I guess, within the last week, Ethereum, there was, there was definitely some movement there. Um, but yeah, like getting these different collections together or these different chains together and, you know, letting them bounce ideas off each other. We'll have like there's a lobby in the game where you can have an open chat. We have something called a ship post board, which I think is a cool idea uh, where basically it's kind of like ad space, but but anyone can purchase it. So there's like a banner that scrolls across the top of the lobby and, you know, the price starts, I think, at like point zero 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 one BTC or whatever you pay that cost and whatever message you want displayed is, is going to show up there until someone else pays money to, to cover it. So I might, you know, if I'm a, a crazy BSV or I might put up like Craig Wright as Satoshi, right? Like <laughs> how are people going to be and want to take that down by putting yeah. something else up. 
So cool little things like that where you yeah. get people at least talking and, and conversating is is definitely the you know a, a secondary aspect of the game. I mean, you're definitely right. The best part of uh, Modern Warfare 2 was the lobby, right? Where everyone's just like yelling at each other, you know. Yeah. But but yeah. But back to the the, the Jack Loot thing. I I think the only way to we get normal gamers, the Modern Warfare type guys, over here is if they don't know what chain they're on. That's yeah. the only way it's going to work. If if they have to download different wallets and stuff, they're not going to do it. But if they just come over and one wallet does basically everything, that's the only way to really get these hardcore gamers over here and once they come over these guys don't worry about spending money they're, they're, yeah. they're they just buy skins and they buy things and they have no interest in getting it back ever yeah. they're just there to have fun they like putting their quarters in the, in the arcade chain keep putting them in putting them in so i but to jack Lou's point i don't think he will be right in five years i think he's completely wrong about that i think we need to be multi-chain and we need to participants to come in and not know what chain they're on do you when you guys, when you when you think about like the gaming community, because this was something that you know, in that arcade example I was giving you guys earlier, like we thought that um, mainstream gamers were going to be like the you know the people that would eat this up, but it it continued to just be the crypto community. Like, yeah. what sentiment have you guys seen from like the gaming community? Because from what I've seen, like they're not that excited about you know NFTs and micro payments in games, because for the most part it's only been money coming out of their pocket. They've never actually like earned unless you're one of the yeah. top, top, top performers. Right. Like, I, I don't know. I'm just curious if you guys talk to anybody else, like who, who's had thoughts on that. Yeah. Yeah. So my nephew's a big gamer and I've, I've like talked to them about stuff like this, but I think it's because they're not used to the approach. It's always been uh free to play and fun yeah. first. And then like, if you're that good, then you stand out. Right. So, crypto looked at it more as like an opportunity to monetize and the base didn't like that it's just like with other crypto communities if you come into like a new space and then you seem like you're there to uh, you know uh take advantage of an opportunity to monetize then they'll be like uh we don't you know they don't receive you very well but um i think what the crypto game industry is learning is hey we gotta switch this around we because this is not how gaming was successful to begin with you know, and we can't just look at it as a business to them first. We need to create something, you know, that's that's not that's very, very low cost or free. Yeah. And um, they'll like the good players will will start to promote it because they want to monetize it. Yeah. So just yeah, that's that's the, what I'm hearing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, the early games. Right. It's about community or it's about being free. Right. When when online games yeah. started happening, um, they were free. Yep. It was it was something where, you know, you're joining because you've got a bunch of friends now on the Internet that you and you like playing this game with. Um, so, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. I, my thinking is that um, crypto is a little intimidating. I mean, people like us, we have no problem, like whatever. But we got to do, write down your 12, you know, 12 words, your 24 words or whatever. So to get started, I think it's tough. But I think I see them coming over little by little because it's just easier. And it's like, hey, I, like, I want to buy some Matic because I want to get a, a Trump NFT or stuff like that. And then they mm -hmm. start exploring, oh, there's games over here. So mm -hmm. I, I, I just don't think there's a big push yet for gaming because there hasn't been that game yet. Yep. You know what I mean? It needs to be that game where people are just like, all right, whatever. I'll, I'll just do it. Do the twelve words, the twenty four words, just so I can, I can play this because all my friends are playing it and all the top gaming streamers are playing it. I want to play it. Once we get that big push, and I think that's going to come from Doctor Disrespect. Honestly, I think he already has a um a gaming thing on on Matic. You buy his NFT, you're able to play his game. So once we get a few more of those guys who who kind of 
crossover, that's when we're going to see that big, big push. And that's yeah. when I think gaming really takes well, off. And I think you guys are in a perfect space and a perfect opportunity for, for that situation. Yeah. yeah. And there's I'm a, not, so go, go I was going to say there's a crossover uh, with uh, video game developers and uh, crypto developers too. So that's starting to happen. Like Chris, uh, I'm so Chris. Yeah. I'm so, yep. yeah. so what were you going to say? Yeah, I think um, the 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 thing about Bitcoin to me that it enables is like you can basically gamify anything. And so you're going to see like more and more of a merge of like these game developers who are also these Bitcoin developers. And it's just because like, you know, you don't need that that third party. Like I can I can do anything I want as a developer and monetize immediately. And to me, that screams just like make things fun, make things playful. Right. People will pay for entertainment. And so you can basically, you know, gamify anything, in my opinion, with with Bitcoin because of the way that you can make these payments to people. Um, I I also think, you know, the the games that are that are being built, like I don't think JPEG Wars is the type of game that goes viral and and gets, you know, hundreds of millions of people. Um, But I do think, you know, there's definitely progress in the overall gaming landscape, like you know, a couple months ago, Call of Duty, whether it was real or not, not Call of Duty, I'm sorry, uh, Grand Theft Auto, yeah, whether it was real or not, saying like, you're gonna be able to earn real money, you know, from from playing this game, whether they're going to do that or not, somebody in one of those AAA studios is going to do that at some yes. point. And when that happens, like, it's, it's freaking game over, regardless of how much adoption crypto has, like, that's going to be a monumental turning point, I think, in, in Bitcoin adoption. Um, and I think we'll see that really soon. I don't think it'll be years. I think it might be 12 months before someone's like, yeah, let's try it. Let's, let's add it in one feature of our, you know, of our game. And when that ends up becoming the most popular part of the game, which is in my opinion, like inevitable, it'll set like a new standard and everybody else will follow. Sounds good. Yeah. Sounds good to me. I, I think ordinals also is kind of, uh, letting people know you don't have to, well, in this, current state of it you don't have to integrate solidity or any type of uh you know metamask wallet or anything and so i think developers are kind of have a sense of relief that oh shit i get to like just focus on javascript or python and stuff and build stuff yeah. over here and then i can worry about the integration later of payment um so i'm excited yeah. about the future of that yeah i mean our our team um i'm the only one that's like not technical um we got three other co-founders. Uh, like I said, I mentioned Dan before. The two other co-founders, they actually were were at the company that we had uh, contracted to build that bar pay app. They were like, you know, lead developers over there. It was a pretty big company, a couple hundred people. And when when this that first haste idea came about, that little button game that I was telling you about, like it got so much traction off this little thing that we had built on on Wix <laughs> that Dan hit up. They're, they're, I'm not going to dox them, but hit them up. and was like, Hey guys, we got, you know, this thing that's out of our hands at this point. Can you guys like build this better or like for real or whatever? And at the time, the company they had worked with had just gotten uh, acquired. So they were basically deciding, do we want to stay on board? They're like, oh, you know, let's, we could, we could take a flyer and, and try the startup thing. So they brought over uh, some of the most talented people from that company to Hey, So there was nine like total employees and from a development aspect, like they were just loving it. Like it was, it was, there was, 
you know, a little bit of the degen side where, you know, you can go and design some crazy stuff. You can push the limits a little bit on, you know, what are we willing to say on Twitter or what can we put in our games, but still like the professionalism and the amount of like just organization that this team has is, it was awesome. Like for, for me and Dan to see where with BarPay, that first company was just kind of like a mess. And there's just like, we have Excel sheets from 10 years ago that I have to go through if I want to find information on like, you know, accounting stuff versus <laughs> everything that this team built from the start was like well-documented in good position. And it just makes it easier, you know, to develop in general. And I think that, you know, more and more developers that are going to be joining this space, like the talent's only going to increase. Like if you're a kid right now, can you imagine, you know, learning how to trade stocks if you're like 16 or 17, like who who cares about it? That is a dead industry. Like everyone's going to be coming into crypto, whether, you know, the people who are in power right now realize it or not, like it's on, it's happening. And so I'm I'm psyched for the developers. I think that it's really, you know, only going to get easier and better for people to develop on. And that's going to, you know, let us create cooler products. I agree. I agree. So um, what, what, what's next for JPEG Wars? What's the, the next thing you guys are? Obviously, you guys have had your test. Um, what, what does the next couple of months look, look like for you guys? We've got a launch. Uh, I'm hoping this week if, if we can get, you know, the final steps done with this wallet. Um, and after that, you know, see how it goes. Like for us, it's, it's hard to kind of put a, a success metric on this. Like I'm hoping that we can get 100, 200 people playing at the same time. That would be absolute chaos. Um, but also trying to be realistic and, and think, you know, the community isn't that big still, you know, like even if you have a collection of 10,000 like Bitcoin frogs, like I would bet that a lot of people that hold a Bitcoin frog hold other ordinals from other collections. So it might not just be there's 10,000 Bitcoin frogs and there's, you know, a thousand pixel pepes and a thousand of this, a thousand that it might be, you know, there's only several hundred people that are active at any given time. So for us, it would be launch the game and see if we can build, you know, some type of, of stickiness where people are consistently coming back and playing. Because that has been one of the hardest things for us on the previous, you know, games that we've built uh, in, in Haste Arcade is that after the initial excitement wears off, there's just not enough people yet to consistently like have excitement in the arcade and have people coming every single day religiously, you know, like some of these online casinos and stuff like that. So it'll be about launching the game. Continue to try to build community, adding more collections and then new game modes uh, and then eventually, you know, hoping to figure out a way where you can make it play to earn. And I think that's not going to be that difficult. Like the way that I would want it to, to work out would be something where you actually have the collections themselves um, motivating people to go play. So like, hey, you know, if the, the collection that wins, you know, this next battle, you're all going to get airdrop something. So then you have the collection creator awesome. out there, you know pushing his people like, Hey guys, come on. Like there's, you know, a $5,000 airdrop for whoever wins this, this JPEG wars game. Mm-hmm. Probably $5 to start. Like let's not get ahead of ourselves. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Stuff like that, you know, adding more features to, to make it sticky, different maps, different game modes. Um, could be big for branding it. actually. What's like, that? It, it could be big for branding for the project. You know, if, if, if they're continually like win, and that yeah. team wins, yep. then that Ordinals project or NFT project is at the forefront. So there's a lot to do with that. I feel like. Yeah, that's true. I, I might want to yeah. buy, like if the, whoever's winning and keeps winning, let's just say the frogs keep winning. I might want to go yeah. out and get a frog. Yeah. So I can yeah. play with well, the cause you team. always hear their name, you know, they're always yeah. at the top and, and that's where I get the whole gaming yep. plan thing from. I think too. Yeah. 
Well, think about being a, a, a not well-known collection, right? Like you might not have, you know, ordinals that are selling 100%. for 0.1 or 0.5 BTC, but you might have like a really strong community, even if your collection is only like 30 thing, 30, 30 ordinals. Yeah. But now you have exposure to, 100%. you know, all these other people who have never heard of your collection, but it's yeah. like, yeah, why is this collection always winning? Like these guys, they seem like they're having a blast. Like they're, they're a cool community. Like I think it's going to create a lot of exposure for people like that too. Um, yeah. And a reason so yeah, to hold, like say if you, if, you know, I, I want to keep playing this game with these people. I got to hold my, my, order, right. you know? So, yeah. Would you guys, would you guys play in a game? This was, you know, we got our board of like regular ideas and then like crazy ideas. Would you play where you're actually staking your ordinal? And, you know, if you lose, you lose your ordinal. <laughs> like imagine I, I, losing. I, I need to play. I need to play for like a month straight every day first. So, yeah, because I think if I'm going to, you know, put my like yeah. one of my frogs up or something like that. Yeah. Then, yeah. But I mean, I think that there will be people that like feel like they're good enough to do that. I, I would. Mean, I let's would be honest. That. How many she's people? Yeah, I, if I can good. win one, if I can win your frog, gets my exactly. frog and people, I put some time in. I'm down. People like to gamble in this industry. Let's be real. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't buy a Bitcoin frog, but shit, like I want to find somebody who's willing to stake theirs. Let's go. You can trade up too. So say if I I win your, your, like your, your squibble or whatever. And now I can trade that squibble and get some BTC and save up for a frog. You know what I mean? So I can earn. Dude, I love that idea. I absolutely love that idea, but I'm, I'm a DJ. So yeah, Yeah. (laughs) there's a lot in the space. Love it. Yeah. Uh, right, will, will you? Well, last question for me. Will you guys yeah. have your own collection at any point, or are you kind of just like, you know what, we're the provider for these collections? We will. Um, okay. um, we have like the basic art for it. It's not gonna be anything like that's gonna blow people's minds. It's actually more of like a meme, um, and that'll get released probably within the first couple of weeks of, of when the game is, that's going to depend more on like what this wallet that we're working with, what, what they would want to do to hype that. Cause they're pretty good at, at drops. Um, but we'll do stuff like that. I think we'll also do cool things where, you know, say an individual reaches like a thousand kills and maybe we airdrop them like a special ordinal where it's like, Hey, you're a, a general, right? So you get like a pixel general, something like that, a pixel Pepe general uniform. Yeah. We'll do, we'll do shit like that um, as it rolls out yeah i love awesome. it man love it so this is the part of the show where we let, give you guys kind of give you the stage talk to your community tell them where to find you uh this is how you guys can pick up more people to your community so stage is yours cool well yeah uh jpeg wars obviously our twitter handles down there that's definitely the best place to get information about us we got a link toward there um and in essence if you're a collection creator like this game is is an opportunity for you to to get exposure to people that you know like ordinals or like NFTs, and it doesn't cost you anything to get supported. All you got to do is go on our Discord. Uh, you got to fill out like a little form with like three or four questions where we can get your inscription IDs so we can get everything listed. But that's it. It's just free exposure after that. And for the players, it's it's all about community, right? Like let's let's build a fun community. Let's build a place where. People from different chains that enjoy, you know, NFTs and ordinals can come together, you know, talk some shit to each other, have some fun and hopefully, you know, continue to build out a bigger and bigger community because, you know, the 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 hidden message or the the deeper meanings to why we're even building this, like I said earlier, 
is that we gotta we gotta come together and, and fight the real enemy in my opinion like the way that the economic system is is going down right now and at least in the united states like it scares me and i thought that bitcoin was something you know way back when that was gonna you know fight and fix this and you know it's getting there but i think we can increase the the rate of adoption if we come together instead of having all these divisive communities and and hating on each other's chains and all that so you know the game's gonna go live in the next week or so really excited we'll do some cool giveaways we'll have a lot of you know people in there we'll be hosting spaces with our different collection creators leading up to it you guys are more than welcome to come and speak um we try and do maybe one or two spaces a week ourselves that we'll host or like we'll go on somebody else's and ask to speak and sometimes they'll let us talk sometimes they won't but that's that's really what we're up to right now and um you know we appreciate any followers we get if you have an nft or an ordinal you can play like it's, it's not exclusive connect your wallet and let's go oh yeah awesome it's just been it's been amazing Yep, yep. And Shizzy's going to put all of JPEG's links in the description. Make sure you follow these guys. We're going to try to get connected with them so we can maybe uh, get into that beta. That'd be fun. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, so we're excited about it. the future. Future of Thank JPEG you. Wars, man. And please hit the, hit the like, hit the subscribe, hit the little bell icon. We put up videos uh, all the time. So you definitely want to be, um, but uh, there's no actual time for them. So we'll probably have this one out for you, just so you know, probably on, on Monday. Right. Cool. Yeah. So be sure to retweet and all that. Yeah. Absolutely. Sounds good. Well, thank you again for coming on. We appreciate anybody watching. Appreciate you, sir. Cool. Thanks, guys.